Just a reminder, everyone, the topics covered in this podcast are general in nature. They haven't taken into account your personal circumstances, and it's important to seek personal financial advice if you want to address any of the subject matter. Welcome to the Money Men Beverage with an Expert, and this episode I'm joined by with Richard Morgan. Hey Luke, how are you? Good Rich, how are you? Yeah, good mate. It's a bit cold outside with all this winter business going on. It's a bit chilly, it's a bit chilly. We've, um, so just a reminder in the beverage, so the beverage with an expert, obviously Richard's going to introduce himself a while, I'll introduce Richard, um, <laughs> so I should, and then and then we'll go through what Richard does. Um, just a reminder, general advice warning, so this is general advice, we're not taking into account your personal situations in this discussion, um, but obviously you'll clean over and get some really good information anyway. So as I said, I'm joined, joined uh, by Richard, and Richard works for Prosperity Advisors Group in Newcastle, they're a multifaceted financial services business. Tell us a bit about the business, Rich, and what you do there. Yeah, so um, Prosperity Advisors Group, uh, the firm's been around for, for 30 years. Um, the uh, division that I sit in is the Prosperity Employee Benefits, mm-hmm. uh, to which we look after salary packaging, novated leasing, outsourced payroll, um, as well as some other bits and pieces that I won't sort of bore you down with yeah. today. There's a, there's a fair <laughs> bit in there, but um, yeah, I've been with Prosperity for almost nine years now. Um, started off there as a sort of an admin team leader and then sort of went into that account management um, client relationship manager style role um, to which we look after a a wide range of clients Australia wide uh, running from public benevolent institutes public hospitals Mm -hmm. um, charities health promotion organizations uh, sports organizations corporate uh, institutions as well there's a a whole array of clients that we look after but um, yeah I guess today to, to sort of run through what salary packaging and novated leasing yeah. is, was and, all about. And that's kind of the key thing. I wanted to, you know, more or less pick your brain as a professional on the subject is around the novated leasing and particular mm. leasing with vehicles or as people would typically know it as just leasing your car. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those topics that as soon as you say novated leasing, a lot of people's eyes glaze over. Um, <laughs> We're talking is. about this off the, <laughs> off, off the airwaves as to how, you know, you could say a word, and, you know, it's like saying financial planning and people's eyes will tend to glaze over it's the first thing of okay so what does this mean mm, but um mm. i guess what what does you know salary packaging novated leasing mean so i guess the, the key fundamentally is salary packaging it's about using your income mm. um tax-free to to that extent depending on who you work for yep. and depending on what you can package um so the the main aim is let's say for example an employee salary package is mortgage or rent Money gets taken out pre-tax. Mm-hmm. Once the funds are being taken out pre-tax, it's then returned back through to them, thus minimising their uh, taxable income, mm-hmm. so paying less tax over the, the space of the year. Kind of like you do with you know, superannuation, so you'd have that with some of your clients. It's a sacri- you're sacrificing the income. Correct, yeah. And, and it's, you know, the, con- the benefit of that is is that you know, you're not paying the, the PAYG income tax on, on that, that That's amount. right. Yep. Yeah, so come tax time, you've paid less tax over that period of time, yep. and that, of course, works. Um, but one of the other benefits of, of salary packaging is novated leasing. Yes. Um, novated leasing is essentially a way of buying a car, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure we'll touch on shortly. Yeah, yeah. Of, of sort of what to do. But it's a way of buying a car where you have a finance arrangement on that vehicle. And then with that, you can then salary package the essential running costs. So what I mean when I say essential, that's your fuel, your tyres, your servicing, mm-hmm. your rego, CTP, comp insurance, roadside assistance. Car detailing is also an essential running cost to to clean and maintain the car in the eyes of the <laughs> ATO. So um, it's one of those sort of great benefits that, that go along with it. But um, I guess, like anything, there's advantages, there's a disadvantages. Yep. So, um, yeah, it definitely makes it sort of so, far more. So, so, and, I mean, obviously you can elaborate on this a bit, Rich. So, so there's the tax benefit. And, and often you hear that there is the tax benefit of getting a novated lease. And, mm-hmm. you know, pro- probably just get you to, I mean, obviously without going to the nitty gritty of tax advice, um, yeah. you know, there, there is a, the ability to fund a portion of that vehicle with pre-tax income in effect. Yeah, exactly. So it, I guess the first one being is 
who does the individual work for? So mm-hmm. we, we call them drivers, um, yep. and you've got your clients who are the employers. Mm-hmm. So I guess in terms of the tax benefit, so um, as I touched on, you've got the pre-tax benefit. So depending on who you work for, you can have all of the costs taken out pre-tax, yep. um, or you have pre and post-tax. Um, but the, the I guess the actual benefit itself is the income tax benefit, mm-hmm. so you're therefore paying less tax over the course of the year. Yep. There's the GST saving off the actual purchase price. Yes. So what? How that sort of works is let's you know, in a perfect perfect world, let's mm-hmm. say it's a thirty three thousand dollar car. Yes. And let's assume for simplistic purposes, um, is that ten percent of that value is GST. Gotcha. So that three three grand of that thirty is GST. Correct. Yep. So what they do is, um, as the individual, they finance the thirty thousand dollars rather than finance the full thirty three mm-hmm. grand. Yep. They're only financing thirty thousand dollars for that car. Yep. So Joe Blow, who turns up, Joe Blogs, not Joe Blow. <laughs> <laughs> John or Jane Smith. Yeah, Jane Smith. There you go, John. John Smith. John Doe. Uh, so he goes up to the to the dealership mm-hmm. to go and purchase a new vehicle, and he's he or she is being offered a price that is inclusive of GST. So hey, yeah. I want to purchase that thirty three thousand dollar car, mm-hmm. and that cost of that car, if I'm just getting a straight consumer loan, I've yep. got to get a loan for thirty three thousand dollars. Whereas what you're saying is within a leasing arrangement, you actually do, you, it's exclusive, it's finance exclusive. Exactly GST. right. But why is that, Rich? Is it- it's more so because it's a, a it's a commercial transaction mm-hmm. and it's a benefit that the ATO deem that, you know, yes, that's pretty much, you know, yeah. that's why. It's an exclusive GST purchase. It, exactly yeah. right. So it's part of the arrangement. It's like... Um, like consumer finances for the individual, so there's no tax benefit benefits there, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. depending on the tax advice that you get from yeah, your accountant or yeah. financial advisor. Um, but the the thing with a con, um, a consumer arrangement is purely you're buying a good and you're paying it off. Gotcha. With a novated lease, it's yeah you're you're buying a good, but you're getting the benefits of the salary packaging side um, and all the running costs. So yep. when you're talking about novated leases, that that's sort of the, always the other. So the other kicker that goes with it is you don't only just get the GST saving off the purchase price of the car, but there's also the GST saving off the um, the vehicle running costs as well. Right. So, so everything that's got GST loaded into it, you yeah. don't pay GST. Yeah, so you, what happens is your employer passes back what they call input tax credits or ITCs. Yep. So what it does is it reduces that cost out of your take-home pay. Gotcha. Sort of from By a, that amount. Yeah, from yep. a deduction perspective. Yep. Um, so there's then, a few, there's a few complex, there's a few things happening in the background that you know, yeah. on the on the yeah. on the face of it, it's just you know, it's not just a lease. There's yeah. a few, there's a few you know things definitely yeah. happening, a few moving pieces there. Yeah, and that's exactly right. It, it comes down to finding, I guess, having a provider like Prosperity, mm-hmm. and and that services our Prosperity Smart Drive product, um, but actually having someone to kind of step you through and educate what all the bits and pieces are. Yep. Um, the end goal is, you know, Luke Styles buys a Mazda CX-5, yep. it, it's gonna cost you $395 a fortnight. Yep. The first thing is, wow, that's a lot, yep. but then it's, but keep in mind, that's all your running costs included as yep. well. Here's what you're getting in terms of a tax saving, so on and so forth. Exactly right, and you, you could probably lead into this, um, that single bill, mm. that single fortnightly payment or monthly payment or weekly, if they get paid. weekly yeah. is is although large um, on the face value in some respects, you you hit on it. It's inclusive of the full operational cost of the vehicle, mm. which is not considered when someone goes and get a straight consumer loan to finance a vehicle. So that's yeah. And also from a budgeting perspective, there's some massive advantages of just having one bill. That that's right. It's um it's really trying to simplify the costs. Um, I know that when uh, my, lo- my lovely wife and I went through the, the purchase of buying her car, yep. um, we went through a number of different makes, models, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the, the first thing is, yeah, look, that, the price of the car's great, but what does it physically cost to run a car? Yeah, yeah. And until you actually start to think yeah, about that, numbers. cars are expensive. <laughs> they're not cheap to run. They're very, <laughs> they're very expensive. Yeah, but I guess the, the thing with a novated lease is it's structuring it in such a way where... Mm. You can actually go. This is what the cost is per you know, per pay, 
here's all the tax savings mm. that go along with it, mm. and then have someone like Prosperity manage that whole yep. process. Yep. Uh, because there are some compliance things that you need to do. Yep. Um, so from an employer's perspective, they need to make sure that they're um, you know, that the FBT risk is, is minimised. Yep. Um, we go the, the extra step through prosperity to make sure that, you know, are we doing the right uh, thing by the driver if they have a hex debt or uh, if, they pay, if they're paying or receiving child support? We're having those sort of general structuring, conversations. Structuring around their income That's and right. wages correctly. Yeah, yep. so it's making sure that we provide that um, that general advice up front because ultimately we don't want to put them at risk for the sake of just getting into a car no um, and and that's the thing and and i mean you know probably probably just brings me on to a point in there so obviously if you're running the vehicle with your operating costs are all like, all packaged up into one payment mm-hmm. you know at the moment interest rates are so low mm. are those interest rates you know being translated into you know lower lower cost leases from yeah oh look exactly right there's there's been some uh some uh wide and wonderful changes let's let's put it that mm-hmm. way from uh which has stemmed from the royal commission that's yep. obviously come down through consumer space as well as commercial um like at the moment interest rates uh for your standard car loans through banks are still around eight nine percent yeah and they're getting advertised at that sort of rate um but at the moment novated leases are there's a bit of a murmur that they're going down to about 3.2% thereabouts. It's a pretty um, competitive rate. It is very competitive when, you, mm. when you're looking at that big space and then you know that's based on the mm. exclusive GST cost for the car. There's mm. a lot of that to, to take in. To factor in, yes. yeah. So so not only are you purchasing the, the vehicle potentially exclusive GST, you, as a consequence you're financing a low, lower amount in yeah. with a fairly competitive rate from what you've just told me there anyway. Yeah, exactly right. And that's, I guess, when we... When we're talking to a driver and we're structuring a plan, we're giving that information up front mm-hmm. to actually say, this is what your lease payments are, here's all your running costs, you know, can you confirm what my interest rate is, sure thing, we put that all together uh, yeah. for it. Cause and, I guess, and that is the benefit of talking with a professional, someone yeah, who's exactly right. done it, someone who's been th- through the trenches with it. You're not, you're, not just, you're not just lobbing up and saying, hey, I can give you a leasing solution you're mm. actually guiding them through and giving you know doing the right thing by the consumer and actually you know stepping them through the process and making sure that it fits their circumstances yeah oh, look, exactly right like my, my um my uh, stepdad is a uh, well he's retired now he's a, a step uh, he's a uh, accountant by trade yep uh, and the first thing he said was with the case that I was traveling at the time he's like you need to consider a novated lease mm-hmm. for buying a car yep. uh, my young mind went what's that (laughs) (laughs) so once you kind of got into it i found that it was really a tax effective way for for me personally to to structure it that way to fund and own and operate your vehicle correct yeah yeah. and then once i you know have sort of gone through the cycles i'm up to my fourth novated lease now yeah um and sort of change your own vehicle yeah Yeah, my own my own my own personal vehicle it's not the fourth lease that richard's ever done in his you know his 10 year history yeah Um, i'm sure you've got a few more medals than that oh look there's there's a couple but uh, (laughs) it's one of those things of when i've sort of structured it and and looked at it from that Mm. perspective for me it's really derived the benefit there's been a a car in there that's obviously cost me a lot more um Mm. because it was just not the best car choice uh, in the world yeah. but i guess that then flows into some of the you know disadvantages of leasing but you know with our prosperity smart drive program mm. <clears throat> that also ties in with our vehicle procurement team so yeah. you've met darren lewis he's our yeah. um, vehicle procurement manager like him and the team put the cars out to tender they get the trade yeah. advice they get your car valued and we do all that in house. You bring it in in house, and I think that's you know I think that's a pretty important point to make. Is you know it's a start to end service, you know. So yeah. so sourcing the vehicle to actually arranging the appropriate leasing lease over the vehicle. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a pretty you know cool point of difference and and pretty important point of difference because you you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. You know? No, and the the hardest thing is. I guess it's going through the process and setting it up. You don't mm. want to have someone who's going to do the finance for you independently and then have someone who's trying to source the car. Um, look, for me personally, I hate going to a car dealership. <laughs> I think, <laughs> not, not I many, think you're not the only one. I, I would dare say I'm not the only one. Yeah. But um, you know, when we 
make that whole process is I like to think of setting up a novated lease. Mm. You don't have to leave your office or your lounge room to actually do it. That's yeah. how simplistic this yeah. process is. Find the car you want and we'll source it and set it up. That's right. Arrange the test drives, arrange the valuations, put it all together. Yeah, it's pretty um, powerful because, uh, totally, I mean, you, you said it, who wants to go into a car yard and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right, we're not... You know, we're not uh, criticising the, the the car yards or anything like that, but you know, most people are in are introverts, and yeah. they, if they don't need to go and well, not most people, some people are introverts, and if they don't need to go and um, you know, have a discussion with a car dealer and and you know, go through that bartering process of purchasing a vehicle, oh, then they yeah. don't do it. Like you know, well, even like um, from a previous like going back and, and listening mm. to a previous podcast that you and Steve put together and you're talking about, you know, a vehicle is one of the biggest purchases, despite a house, yep. is one of the biggest purchases that you can make. Yep. Um, so it's making sure that you make the right decision around that. 100%. And that, yep. that's always the big thing. And I guess the, the tax benefits and what you save with a novated mm. lease is fantastic. Um, but I think one of the great things with the service, the service that you know, Prosperity Smart Drive uh, applies to our yep. drivers is, it's the convenience and the, the the less stress mentality of physically, oh, geez, I've got a major service coming up. How am I going to pay for that $1,000 yep. service? Because it all of a sudden hits you in the face. Um, and then it's how do I pay for it? But we you know, give our drivers things like the um, the fuel card that they can use at 93% of the service stations Australia-wide. Yeah, so it all, all those yeah. things run in. So, look, just they're high level, you know, they're very high level advantages to the mm. leasing and, and, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back around and talk about a few of these in more detail in a moment. But obviously with every, you know, financial product out there, Rich, mm-hmm. you know, there's advantages, there are disadvantages, Um you know, I've got a couple of points on here that I'll touch on around, you know, not as, not so much the lease being the disadvantage, but just one of the things that we potentially see people trip up on, mm. and I'm sure you do as well, yeah. um, around running expenses. And yeah. then and then I'll just talk about, or I'll actually get you to talk about just some of the finance rates that you might see out there and how, yeah. how they, can, they can be, uh, I'm not sure if it's the correct term, loaded. Um, but yeah, they can yeah. be a bit, you know, they're not necessarily competitive in some no. respects. And I'll get you to talk about that. But just, yeah, run. So the point I've got on here is underestimating running expenses as mm. being a disadvantage on, yeah. on on the lease. But you might be able I, to just elaborate a bit more. When, when we're sort of talking to, to drivers, and you bring up a good point, the, the, the thing is making sure that you structure this arrangement mm. to suit your circumstances. Yeah. So there's no point saying... I travel you know, 10,000 k's a year in this car, but you live in the northern beaches in Sydney and you're travelling to Port Macquarie every day for work. Like, who, A, who wants to do that drive every no, day? No, but, but it's, you, it, it brings up a good point of you don't want to be underestimating those k's because then it gets in the headache of the cost that has been shown is not the true reflection of yep. what, you're actual, what you're actually doing. So when we're talking to drivers, we're saying, well, okay, if you live in... Um, Newcastle and you're working at it, um, Thornton, that's a you know, 20k trip off the top of my head there, yeah, 20k back. You add that up, times that throughout the weeks of the year, assume that you're going to go on holidays, do those bits and pieces. And that's how you're costing in your um, running expenses into, yeah. into the lease. But yeah. It, yeah, I guess it then trips some people up where if um, they probably don't know how many Ks are actually doing. And that's right. It just It's getting that advice up front, I think, <coughs> is probably the, the big thing. And that's yep. where... I see a lot of people get stung where they say, you know, yes, I only travel a certain amount of Ks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is you're like, really? Do you, <laughs> are you sure that's your state of travel? Yeah. And it's going and delving into that a little bit more. But I think um, when you actually sit down with a, a driver and you say to them, look, this is what we think your pattern will be like. Yep. Um, the, the great thing with the Ks component is it's never set in stone. So it can be changed throughout the life of the lease. Because yep. that, that's sort of one of the... Well, we, we ran a couple of campaigns, um, oh, it would have been over the last couple of years, yep. that, like a Mythbuster campaign, yep. where one of the big misconceptions is once your lease is settled, mm. you have to travel those Ks, because that used to be the that case. That used to be the yeah. case, didn't it? But yeah. it's totally... And it hasn't been for a number of years. It hasn't been. So from the 10th of May 2011 at 
five PM, I think it was. If, if I'm very precise. While, yeah, yeah. So it's a fair while ago. So yeah. you know, that, and that was a remnant of another government, you know, yeah. process of, of of regulation around that those leases. But isn't that interesting that, you know, almost ten years on yeah. The thought around people that is, still think about it. I've got to do my kilometres, yeah, to get the benefit of the lease. When so when I first started with Prosperity, they mm. were sort of phasing out that um, what they called the staggered stat rate method. Yeah, yeah. So if you were travelling less than fifteen thousand, you're at twenty six percent in terms of a stat rate. This is probably going to glaze over some people's eyes okay. a little bit. Yeah. But if you were travelling less than fifteen thousand k's, you're at twenty six percent. Twenty percent was the next bracket but it got, went up uh, sorry went down to seven percent mm-hmm. if you're traveling over forty thousand k's a year now it was more financially um you know better for an individual to travel a hell of a lot more k's gotcha. um to actually you know get the tax benefits yep. but there would be so many times where you'd be you know contacting them three months out or six months out and saying how many k's are you done yeah and you're looking at it going you need to do at least a 10,000k yeah. trip, otherwise you're going to get an FBT liability yeah. uh, from your employer. Go, and to, go to Brisbane and back, Brisbane, oh, all and, back, of a, Brisbane and back, Brisbane and back, Brisbane and back. All of a sudden, they're <laughs> chucking their they're chucking their neighbours on their comprehensive insurance policy and saying, here's my car, go around Australia for a trip. And, <laughs> and they're having to do that all for the sake of a tax benefit. So mm. they've now changed that to uh, make it, Far more, you know, viable for everyone. That, yeah, you yeah. Know, everyone's at a flat. Just makes a lot more sense to, to it does to do it. Yeah, to do it that so, way, and you're not forcing people to try and you know obtain that tax advantage by having to do more kilometres potentially. Yeah, and that's right. It, it's just making it far. It's a far more simplistic system mm. um, for all of our all of our drivers and, and clients alike. Yep. Um, but in terms of because um, you're alluding to before, like the the finance rate yep. as well that that's always the big one yes um this is this is the one that we've seen a couple of times is mm. you know the leases and and i'll you'll you'll know this a bit better than me but you know you, you have a look at the lease and it's and it's one obviously one single you know weekly fortnightly or monthly expense mm. But it's quite hard to delve down and understand exactly what what's is built the, into yeah, it yeah what's built into that expense and when a, you know we have in the past done some digging and and on and obviously not 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 you Richard or any of your leases but some mm. other leases for some large government organisations we've mm. actually had a look and worked out that the effective interest rate of some of these leases is double yeah, what right. um you know a standard commercial rate would mm. be in some respects so it could be as high yeah. as ten percent yeah and once you factor that in you know you're kind of undoing any of the benefits of the tax advantages that roll in or so the way we looked at it but yeah and, and, what do you say? i mean surely yeah. you the like you know like any organization there's good guys and there's bad guys surely yep. you come across ones where you go mm, that's you know that doesn't pass the pub test that it, that's exactly right and i use the term pub test yeah, a lot of, <laughs> to a lot of clients because the the first thing i would always say to someone is um like if they have a, a quote from say another provider mm. um i always ask for the opportunity let me compare the quote and yep. if i for whatever reason cannot compete or be better than that yeah, yeah. policy. I'll at least give you the advice of how they how they're getting to that number. Yep. And if I think they're talking furfies, or is it, it, it is it a really good it, rate? It's that classic getting a second opinion. Yeah. Um. On on things. And, yeah. and, and but I'm sure you I'm sure you see some. You know, I, as I said, I use the term a loaded rate. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you and see. And that's it. and that's always the big thing too. It's um because it, it's a commercial transaction, so. In the eyes of you know government legislation and the mm-hmm. like, you don't have to display the rate. But if a client comes to us uh, to us and says, "What's the interest rate?" Yep. we're open, we're transparent, yep. put it in writing. Yep, there you this go. Is what it is. Yeah, because that obviously it it shows for us an open communication to our yeah. to our clients. Yeah, and yeah. it makes it. Uh, I guess it makes us look far more appealing to the you know to them, and they've gone mm-hmm. well. You know, the guys at Prosperity gave me the right advice when setting yeah. up my car. Um, yeah, you're opening it up with com- complete transparency. Correct, so, yeah. So and that's that's always the big thing too because, as you said, when you, at the end of the day, you see the plan or you see the quote and you go, yeah. that's my lease payment. Nine times out of ten people often go, oh, that looks good. Mm. And they'll just go with it. But it's not really, I, I guess they're not really delving into it and asking the, the right questions. Yeah, like, and understanding you know, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
No, I, I thought I thought it's an interesting point. I mean, obviously, you you would say you would say it a lot more than than I would. The the other, you know, and I'm not slogging the disadvantages here, but the yeah. other thing that sometimes people ask about is the balloon balloon payment. Um, yeah, or residual. Or is what residual. It's yeah, the yeah. Resi- yeah, the residual. I think the balloon payment sounds like the nasty word. We, we you know, yeah. and, and that's you know maybe by design um, yep. of, of some people to say, hey, oh, you've got a balloon payment. But no, it's, yeah. a, it's a residual. That's, yeah. It's a residual yeah. left over. Um, and what's that really a function of, Richard? Yeah, so I guess I, for, for me personally, the way that I view a, a, a balloon payment or a residual payment is like paying a deposit up front. Yep. If you pay the deposit up front, you reduce the, the repayments over the end of the, you know, throughout the life of the lease yep. or, the, or the loan. Um, what the residual or balloon payment is designed to do is effectively lower those payments over the course of that term, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you have that residual balloon payment. Now, um, let's say for example, and you can and you can select and vary that depending on there, or can yeah, you? Or? There, there are there are guides. Mm-hmm. So the ATO have their their stipulations of what you know what each lease term should be in terms in the form of a percentage. Gotcha. Yep. Um, that then falls into making sure you have the right car. That actually that reflects that what the value of that vehicle should yeah, be. Yeah, sure thing. So I'm um, not sort of um, you know, uh, favouring any brands in particular, but if you buy a, a Mazda or you know a Ford Ranger yep. or a Toyota, we yep. all know what Toyotas are like in terms of resale value. Yep. But um, those cars are popular cars. Yeah, they will always retain some some extra you know some extra money towards the end of the lease yeah but if we would go out and buy a, an ldv or a sangyong or yeah um a havel they're not really worth the five dollars at the end of the at the no, end of the term yeah yeah and that's just purely because of the australian market people yeah. aren't buying those they're that not is the market them. that is the marketplace yeah that's know, right that, that's what's so, dictating the value yeah and that does make it i guess disadvantaged um at the end of the term for like your balloon payment gotcha so you're saying you're saying you got to be careful because if you go and buy a sangong or an ldv yeah. and your your balloon payment may exceed may actually potentially exceed the value the resale value of that vehicle whereas if you're yeah. going to go and buy something it's a bit you know so that's actually mm. a very interesting point around the type of car you're buying mm. and considering the lease on yeah. Um, yep. In the hope that the residual value may at least the resale may at least cover the residual value. Yeah, and I think the other thing to look at too is mm. you don't have to pay the balloon at the end. I know that sounds a bit like yep. upfront because most people go, but I have to pay the balloon payment mm-hmm. at the end. That's what the novated lease is about. Um, the average life uh, of a car. Yeah, can go on for 10, 15 years, depending yep. on how you maintain yeah, the yeah. vehicle. Um, but the average Australian, the, the, the stats show that people trade their cars in every, you know, anywhere between four and a half to six years. Yep. So they're constantly changing them, changing them over. Um, so with the balloon payment, they can either, A, yes, pay the balloon out, mm. they then own the vehicle out right at the end. Yep. That then ceases the benefit of mm-hmm. salary packaging the novated lease. Yep. But what most of our drivers will often look at is they'll go, this has been a great car for the last four years. Mm-hmm. I want to keep it for another two, mm-hmm. and then I'll sell that car on to my daughter or mm-hmm. son and get into a new vehicle from there. Um, so from that from that point in time, they can refinance that residual value, mm-hmm. exclusive GST as well, so there's that extra saving that we are talking yep. at the start. Um, or they can trade the vehicle in and offset the residual um, towards the trade-in price or the disposal price of the car. Yep. So to give you an example, we had a client the other week who... Um, they let for argument's sake, let's say their residuals ten thousand dollars. Yep. Yep. Um, so lease is finished. Yep. Uh, residual on the vehicle. Residual on the vehicle is ten grand. grand. Yep. So uh, Darren was able to get twelve thousand dollars for that for that car. Trading. Yeah. Great. So that two thousand dollars worth of you know surplus funds mm. goes back to the driver. Gotcha. Because yep. it, it's effectively that's the, that's the yeah yeah. That's so they're, they're not having to dip into their own pocket, but I guess if if your aim is to do one novated lease and to pay the residual out at the end, mm-hmm. you really then we would always say look at the look at the cost over that period of time. Yeah, um, and is this the right way for you? Like it's a good way for without sort of going to the financial advice piece. But mm. I think you and I have spoken about this before um, over a couple of a cold ones. But yep. um, if you've got someone who's looking at retiring and mm. wanting to to settle down and and to do that, then paying out the residual is a good way of doing it. 
but put a plan in place to actually have the money there at the end of the term. So gotcha. for yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like for, for my circumstance where I've you know done that, I've looked at what I've saved over the life of, or over the course of the term, mm-hmm. put that as like a forced level of savings into a bank account. Yep, away. Yep. And then you've got the money there at the end to cover to any cover residual. That's yep, right. If it if it exists. And you've got it and you've got the upfront benefit of loading, you know, the the, the operating costs of the vehicle over a you know, over a three, four or five year period. And, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that is you know that's often um, a fact around ownership of assets that do depreciate is actually loading the cost of that asset over a time period, yeah. rather than saying, "Hey, I'm going to save all my money and then and then purchase that asset and mm. then and then it depreciates really quickly." So I think there's yeah. is certainly and don't don't get me wrong, it's mm. you've got to strike that balance. There's certainly a balance there Correct. to strike, but. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, you know, horses for courses, different people's different situations are going to call for it. And you're exactly right. Everyone is different. Everyone has their own circumstance. And I think the the thing that I always, um, you know, when talking to someone about structuring a a lease term is, you know, people often go, I've been told to do a three-year term because that's where the highest tax savings are. Mm. But is it the right tax savings for you? Is you know, yeah. what's your cash flow going to be like if yeah. you do a three-year term? Have yeah. you looked at all those costs? Consider those things, and and we will often, you know, when we're discussing with our clients from a financial advice perspective, we'll often say, don't let a tax advantage alone drive your decision making. Mm. Yes, it's benefit. Yes, it's there. It's beneficial to you, yeah. but don't let that drive your decision it, making. It's, it's not the yeah, it's not the only tool in it's the not belt. Not be all end all. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's that that's awesome, Rich. Well, what we might do, we're gonna we'll just go to a quick advertisement break or a quick break. Awesome. Um, and we'll be back in a moment uh, with the expert Richard Morgan himself. Thanks. Mate. <laughs> See you in a minute, guys. Bye. At Steve May Financial Services, we know how daunting the idea of seeing a financial planner can be. Bearing your financial soul to a person you don't even know doesn't sound like fun, does it? That's why we believe in being approachable and being ourselves. Our mission is to provide uncomplicated, affordable and personalised financial advice to those who normally wouldn't get it. Contact us for a friendly, no-pressure consultation to get your financial stuff sorted. Steve May Financial Services www.stevemayfs.com.au Welcome back to the Money Men Bedridge with an expert, Luke Stiles here, and I'm joined by Richard Morgan. Welcome back. Thanks, Rich. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah. How was your break? Oh, look, it was relaxing. <laughs> Went for a 10k jog. Oh. All in the space of a minute. Just going to say, you're, 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 you're fitting a lot in. You're an, you're an achiever. No, um, mate, what, what I wanted to do, you know, obviously just in the second half, just talk about um, a couple of more things around the leases and mm-hmm. just get some clarity for listeners out there around um, a few few points I've got. And then and then we'll just clo- close it off, um, you know, and let... let listeners know where they can find you more about you yeah, your organization business how, how you might be able to help them yep um yeah we'll go from there i i've already spoken about it yeah but again i'll i'll, I'll hit, touch on it again mm-hmm. we we get the question that people or the statement that people say is you know my lease is more than more expensive than a straight consumer line yeah and as we alluded to earlier, there is always more to the story, and there's yes. always more to yep. the lease than just, le- you know, just um, loaning to buy, getting a loan to buy the car. Yeah, you're you're dead right. Like I think the the, the big thing of when you're looking at the, the true costs of a not only running the vehicle, but when mm. you look at the finance thing, that the big for me a pet peeve is the seven year loan terms we've, mm-hmm. we've spoken about like the you yep. know, people trading in cars after five years that sort of stuff yep. that's really where they dig themselves into a hole mm-hmm. um, because they look at consumer loans that will give them the low repayment 
so it looks great. They've yeah, you know, they've just bought a car. Everything looks all peachy yep. from that point in time. But they don't they don't keep the car long enough to to pay out the damn loan. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it sort of it, contradicts that that whole method of why they do it. And and you say seven year loans give you the peeves. What gives me the peeves is when I see people finance a car into a thirty year mortgage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you, yes. you talk about you talk about being fiscally irresponsible. Yeah. You know yeah. that the cost of the vehicle is many times over. Um, because of the compounding effect of having that interest over a 30-year loan term. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about not owning the vehicle for seven years. I'm going to assure you um, with absolute confidence mm. that most, uh, I'm just going to say all, are not owning a vehicle for 30 years. Yes. Unless it's a damn collector's item. Oh, look, unless it's going to be like, um, you know, a certain family member that I have that loves his antique Holdens and... Um, mm-hmm. uh, Volkswagen combi that he's got, and right. it's it's the pride and joy. But it's the it's exactly right. There's yeah, but for most, it's it's you know that that piece about making sure that you, you, however you're purchasing or getting into the vehicle, making sure that the financing arrangement suits your circumstances. Yeah, and that's I think that's always the big thing of when you're actually looking at. Um, when you're looking at that novated versus consumer mm-hmm. comparison, yep. yes, a consumer loan you'll pay down to nil, yeah. or, you, or you can do. And we'll just clarify. When I notice that Rich and I've just spoken a couple of times about a consumer loan, when we talk about a consumer loan, we just mean a straight personal loan, personal secured, loan. unsecured, yeah. finance, just to get into a vehicle. You yeah. know, just you'd go go to the bank and get your, yeah, you know, your, or get it through the dealership because that's how most people often get. You know, yes, when they're buying their car, it's the whole emotional experience they're buying the car sitting down with the finance guy giving the repayments yeah it's all great it's all peachy and (laughs) and you know devil's advocate you probably don't want to be um doing the finance piece and and the and the um purchase of the vehicle from the same person under the same under the same building there there may be some conflicted Mm. um interests there then there are some pretty from a from a dealership perspective there are some great uh, loans that come out from time to time, which are yep. which are funded by the manufacturer, mm-hmm. um, like Volkswagen often do their their one point nine yeah yeah one point nine percent interest, which are you know, sometimes deals that are too as they say in the Godfather, I think it is the you know an offer too good to refuse kind yep. of thing. But yep. um, yeah, when you're looking at a novated lease, yes, your repayments are yeah less over the term because of the residual, but then yep. you've got the residual at the end. You really need to weigh up what are you going to do with the car so yeah i think when you you know looking at it from a from that from that basis it just mm. comes down to horses for courses yeah. but working out what do you physically want to do with the car at the end of that term yeah. and, that, and that's a critical piece about getting some you know more independent advice just on that rich what mm. what just to help me understand yep. what is why are some of the reasons you might not do a loan through the dealer under that you know those those finance arrangements that they they offer are there any yeah. things that consumers need to just be aware of um i think that the big thing is it's you're not you're getting that hit of information the hit of repayment straight away yeah. so it's all you no know, time to you know compress decompress it all yeah so you've got yeah. to sit there and, and sort of go through the information and, and make sure that you you're really understanding what you're doing and mm-hmm. what you're buying because yeah as we've touched on it's the you know, one of the biggest assets yeah. that you can buy in life to, yeah. and you know for and you're excited and it's emotive at that point correct in time. yeah and I think that's always the big thing so it's making sure that are you getting the right information about mm. your interest rates what does you know what application fees go into it is there a I actually had a client um, just yesterday I was talking to of they got a loan through the dealer and then all of a sudden they had a charge of eight ninety five for an administration fee with their direct debit and that wasn't really factored in as part of the conversation. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. so whether or not it was is, is you know, the, the consumer wasn't aware of it and, and that's the key thing. You consume, the consumer yeah. needs to be aware of it, yeah. you know, and sometimes we all know, sometimes we need to have things repeated to us a couple of times and, 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 you know, that's the thing. You might not be picking up these, you know, some of these subtle things in there because you're so emotionally charged. You've just bought, yeah. just bought the new car. But I guess on, on the flip side too, mm. um, I know that I've made some purchases in, in my life, not car related, yeah. but you kind of go, this is what I want and this is what I need and you kind of have your blinkers on so yeah. you're not really taking all the info in yeah. as well. So... 
sometimes, you know, especially with a lot of the um, the Royal Commission that went on with lending mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, there are steps in process now that they have to tick those boxes yep. to say that, yes, you're, you're fully aware and understand. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, to, to sort of go back to your point of when you're looking at that novated lease versus consumer side, it, mm-hmm. it really is trying to make sure that you've got both of those options in front of you to yep. say, this is what a novated lease looks like. Yep. There are extra savings and everything there yep. from a tax perspective. Yep. It's a little bit different, and here are the reasons why it's a little bit different. Correct. Um, and do these differences suit your circumstances? And, that, and that's right. Like I know that in my role and, and our team's role of when we're going through those you know, those bits and pieces with a, with a driver, um, we're making sure that we tick that list as we go. Mm-hmm. Do you understand how the residual works? Do you understand yep. that you know how to claim your rego and CTP? All these uh, items. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot more into it rather than money come in, money goes out, yep. bills are paid through the consumer loan, mm. and it's all nice and simplistic. But I think um, the, the, the other thing too is with a novated lease, the the lease repayment is fixed, so your actual monthly lease payment yep. doesn't change. Just, yeah, it is what so, it is. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes you can get a personal loan for a car, but it's a variable rate. Mm. So, you know, if we're in a position now due to COVID-19, interest rates are a pretty rock-bottom yeah, yeah, rock low. Yeah, they're right down there. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, if, let's say, the world picks up again mm. and that variable rate all of a sudden goes up by 3 4%, it's a big jump for, <laughs> for, a, short, so, for, short, for a short time. Yeah, so that, that underlying financed rate within the lease that that finance piece within the lease is is a fixed rate over yeah. the term of the lease so yeah. you're not going to get any surprises there yeah and it's kind of um i think we've had this conversation before of when you're buying a home you've got to if you're getting a home loan on a variable rate you've mm. got to make sure that you can still afford the repayments if the variable rate goes up yeah it's the same for a personal yep. loan or a consumer loan yeah so um but and you have those yeah changes yeah um but i know that that's sort of one of the bigger bigger things that we tend to find when, yeah. when people are looking at that, you know, novated versus consumer finance arrangement. Yeah, and, and uh, it's interesting. See, I, I didn't know that, yeah, I had no idea. So the underlying financed component of the lease is a fixed interest rate. So there, yeah. there you go. Another one. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are some of the reasons, oh, first of all, can you, and what are some of the reasons you might consider purchasing a second-hand car through a lease, so can yeah. can you do it? Yes, yeah. So it's usually the again, it's that myth buster mm-hmm. mentality. It's yep. the I only have to buy a new car. You can buy a second hand yep. vehicle. Uh, I know that when uh, this sort of falls through our vehicle procurement team mainly, but um, you know, when Darren's looking at prices for a, a new vehicle, mm-hmm. there are some fantastic um, fleet and uh, discounts that are readily available for drivers. Yep. Because and you guys can get those discounts yeah. just through your volume, your ability of pure volume. Pure volume yeah. um, and because of the manufacturer, because of what they offer as yep. an incentive to buy a new car. Because um, obviously that you know is nice and everyone gets the new car mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we find that we can get a you know, price of a brand new car for a you know, better than a, a demo or a two-year-old car, yep. depending on what the... Um, the situation is yeah, yeah depending on what the situation is but it doesn't mean that you have to buy new you can buy a second hand yep. car um, like as long as the vehicle's no more than 12 years of age um, at the end of the lease term 12 okay so you've got yep. yeah that's so your... like a quick you know a quick ballpark five year term don't look at a car that's more than seven years of age yeah yep. but the thing that we're often telling you know mm. telling our drivers and stepping them through is look at a car that's you know three, four, try not to go any more than five years of mm-hmm, age mm-hmm. at the time of purchase. The reason for that is technology in cars now. So they've changed Just so quickly. so quickly. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you're actually buying a car that's going to have the safety features that are going to be there yeah. for the next five, ten years. And warranty is probably a consideration as well. Yeah. In, in amongst yep. there. So you probably probably don't want to be... Um, yeah. Well, you look at Kia when they announced their seven-year warranty. We're probably talking more so cars now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah true. Um, that's all right. But the, when you looked at when Kia um, announced their seven-year warranty, all mm. the manufacturers went, oh, how's that sustainable? But all those manufacturers that said that about Kia have now bumped up to five years. Yeah. And that's that's the new norm. That's the norm. Is it, um, isn't it interesting that, that is, that's, that's yeah. sort of what how it's come about so is is it and you know you probably we may have answered the question is that some of the reasons you'd avoid doing a second hand per you know purchasing a second not purchasing 
doing a lease on a second-hand vehicle? Is that some yeah. of the reasons you just... I guess the, the thing that you tend to find is when, let's say, for example, if you're buying, uh, you know, instead of buying a 100 grand BMW X5, yep. um, and you might actually buy something that's depreciated yeah, quite significantly yeah, over two years, three years. It's gone out the yard. It's still okay, yep. but, you know... It's, yep, it's, but you, you're practically buying a brand new car that mm. you know, could be worth... I'm just you know, not saying that this is the right thing based on that car that mm. I've just mm. mentioned, but uh, yep. like that car might be worth 60 grand now. Yep. So now, instead of going out and buying a brand new $100,000 yep. vehicle, that car's now worth 60000 mm. Why not? Yep. It's, it's practically it a, might, a brand yeah, new yeah. car. So that, I guess, is why you would do it. I guess do you some, see it often? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I would if we had to put a stat on it, I'd probably say close to about eighty percent of our drivers will, will buy new cars. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't stop you from just buying a second hand car through a dealer. You have the option of private sales as well. Mm-hmm. They are um, there are a few more costs involved mm-hmm. because the car has to be inspected. Um, there's no GST saving there as well because it it's of like course, a yeah it's a second person person yeah yeah the GST has already been uh, at some point the GST has been collected yep. on that car it's yep. all all been yep. done yep. um, but as well as you can do what they call a sale and lease back so mm. if you were to um, buy a like say for example you bought a, a Toyota Corolla yep. you've had it for two years you're looking at sort of um, putting some more money back in your own pocket mm-hmm. you can do a sale and lease back mm-hmm. so you more or less financing that car that you already own mm. and you might you know, in the eyes of the financier that value would be agreed that that car's worth ten thousand mm-hmm. you get that ten grand in your own pocket mm-hmm. you then get the benefits of novated leasing yeah, okay. because you've established it so there's other uh, there's Avenues other means of actually yeah. Look at, yeah so there's a few different yeah i mean and uh, it doesn't it just highlight the need to need to get advice uh, the, yeah. and you know get get the right advice the so the the other piece in here and we, you know, question we get asked, and you know, some of the, and it's probably a myth busting uh, yep. question as you you're embracing to. the term already. Yeah, no, exactly. no, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Um, so if I leave my employer, yep. are you able to help me? Um, you, Richard Morgan, are you able to help me <laughs> with transferring my lease? Well, myself and the team. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, that's right. There is. Um, but yeah, it is something that we can definitely um, we can definitely look at helping uh, transfer the lease across. So that's what they call a renovation mm-hmm. of lease. It's spelt the same as renovation as a house, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a renovation. So what Pronoun- pronounced a little differently. Correct. Yeah. Um, but what the renovation does is because a novated lease is an agreement between mm. yourself, your employer, and the, the financier. Yes. It's changing the employer on the lease yeah. agreement. So that's the only link that's potentially being broken, and yep. that's just picked back up with a new employer. Correct. So you have the option of um, transferring the lease over to your new prospective employer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when you're going to a new prospective employer, and if they don't have an arrangement in place, mm-hmm. it can always be daunting to them because they're like, what have we got to do now? Mm-hmm. It's extra work, it's mm-hmm. more compliance. Um, but that's where you have someone like Prosperity Smart Drive come yep. in and help manage that process. Yep. So and get that and get that potentially established within their organisation. Yeah, right. Uh, that's exactly right. So it's setting it up with their payroll team. It's making mm. sure that HR understand the functionalities of it. Mm. Um, but it, it creates um, that level of or what we call the employer of choice model where you're giving your employees the option yeah. to, to offer it as a benefit. But and um, and, and leases are you know the, the leasing solution for vehicles is quite popular and you kind of in some respects if if you've got a perspective hire that you're trying to bring on board but you don't have a leasing solution or you don't know how to address a leasing solution yep. as the from the employer's perspective yeah. you you may potentially lose that good hire we had to give you an example we had a, a client who went from working um in a public health uh like a public health hospital yeah organization they've gone to work for a health promotion charity um, effectively, they got a nice little pay increase because mm-hmm. of it, and mm-hmm. their services were recognised there. Um, so it was more important for them to um, transfer the lease over and renovate the, the lease yep. because the tax savings for them were, yep. were quite important that's what because they their salary had gone up. Yep, that's yep. what they. Were. So the the other alternative is did they get the, did did they did it was it smooth transition. Oh, it's it's done like within two weeks. That's like, great. It's making sure that you get the payroll side underway. Mm. Um, it's getting all that sort of you know 
getting the employer side established, yep. but as well as getting the employee yep. to, to do their bit. Yeah. So a bit well. of work, a bit of work, but getting it right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's why you outsource it, right? So you, you want someone like Prosperity Smart Drive to come in and to handle the process. Need the professional advice and someone who deals with this every day. Yeah, like the the reporting, all the compliance work is nice and easy. But I guess the the, the other point there is not um, worrying that you have to renovate it or transfer it over. It just can simply be a lease. So it can just be a finance arrangement. The lease payment is just direct debited from your bank account once a mm-hmm. month. Um, but of course, there's no tax savings at that point in time, mm-hmm. right? So you would then have to pay for all those running costs out of your own pocket um, yep. and just becomes a like a consumer loan yep. to, to that effect. Yep. Um, no, Rich, that's, that's great, mate. Um, yeah. well, so... Just in you know, bring wrapping it up there. Richard's you know clearly explained to us you know what a lease is, how they work, what are some of the advantages, what are some of the disadvantages. With, yep. You know, with everything there are advantages and disadvantages. A couple of the war stories there, which is yep. great. It's good to have a bit of story behind you know some of the implementation and what you do. So that's really good. And Rich, just so anyone listening knows where to find you or you know who you work for um yeah your details you're you're on linkedin yeah on linkedin um the best place to to start you know your your novated lease journey is via uh, prosperitysmartdrive.com.au so it's all one word or lowercase uh or yeah search richard worgen on linkedin um we've got our prosperity smart drive facebook page Mm -hmm. as well um, I think we've got the the Instagram account as yep. well these days, so um, you'll see a lot nice of you know happy client photos and yep. the like. But um, by all means, uh, if you follow the prompts through our website, there'll be the contact me form on there. Perfect. Um, you'll have my mobile and email address there yeah, as well. We'll, we'll, we'll and we'll make sure in the show notes we put Richard's personal mobile in there, so you can anyone wants well. to harass him, we can. <laughs> we can I'm joking. We, we, we won't. We won't do that to you, Richard. No. Um, and so, same thing with us. So Money Man Podcast, beverage with an expert, themoneyman.com.au. Find us there. We'll be on. You know the major. Uh, podcasting hosting platforms so we'll get we'll get the podcast out and we'll, we'll obviously share share amongst the socials as well so we'll we'll leave it there but thanks so much for joining us richard no my pleasure and um any questions always get in touch thank you good on you mate thanks for that thanks mate